When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. The smartest guys around are about to break it down like they won the game a million times. But well, actually, actually, they, they didn't, didn't really, really win the game, win the game at, game at, at all. all. Yeah, Survivor, no Watched five episodes of the Kelly Clarkson show this week. That's just how the wow. Kelly Clarkson show starts. Just as just singing. Well, she sings a Survivor Know It All. This is not yet. Not oh, yet. Okay. Uh, okay. It's just like uh, this is like, it's not even like all right. It's just like a uh, show starts. Boom. Kelly Clarkson sings. So wow, that's know. what you're there for. What do you? What else are you there for? I don't even know what the Kelly Clarkson show is, but that's what I would it's a talk want. show. Talk show. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So all right, here we go. Episode yeah. number four. Yeah. True. Very of true. Survivor Forty Three. Can't argue with that point. Drop the three, keep the four. And um, we had Lindsay. Wow. Lin- Lindsay. Nobody, nobody saw that. We had big high hopes for Lindsay. Uh, we did. I was blindsided. I was like, okay, yeah. b- b- uh, you know, okay, ho-hum episode. Goodbye, Geo. Uh, yeah. I really had the rug pulled out from under me. Yeah. And, and, and I feel like she was set up, you know, it, it seemed to be she was set up as someone who is, 
I hate to say the mom archetype because she's younger mm-hmm. than we are. Um, but you know, in that in that <laughs> oh. role, I mean, I guess we're dads, so it's like fair. But, I don't uh, be the but dad are we archetype. the fun dads? Yeah. <laughs> are we the fun parent? I'm definitely the paranoid dad, so I would like fit right who's in. Who's the a, fun you know. parent on the Survivor Know It Alls? Who's like well, uh, who's who's the the fun parent and who's the disciplinarian? I think oh, Stephen's well, the, Stephen's the fun parent on Survivor Know It Alls. Oh, you're definitely the disciplinarian. Oh yes. my god, there's no question. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, in real, uh, I think in, in real life, I think I, I am the fun parent, but um, yeah. depends on the day. Depends <laughs> yeah, on kind of motivation. Yeah. yeah. Um, Steven Steven but, comes in and he's loosey goosey on the Survivor Know It Alls. Yeah. You know, and had a couple. You know some whiskey a lot of whiskey oh my god um no i no whiskey just water okay back to Lindsay, who about whom we were i you know we we were we were highly optimistic it looked like she was in a pretty good spot on that tribe she was leading this ladies alliance and um you know didn't seem to be you know there were no we didn't see the signs we didn't see the warning signs of the paranoia no, we didn't really see it. I'd love to talk that through uh, with you here tonight, among other things. Uh, a lot to get to here tonight. I want to invite the chat to uh, write in your questions, uh, and we will take them later on in the show. Just write them uh, in the chat. We will uh, put them aside and get to them later. I am very much looking forward to having the chance to speak with Lindsay. A little bit of a wrinkle, though, in the Survivor Exit interview schedule. For one of the first times that I can ever remember, uh, the exit interview, at least mine is, pushed to Friday this week. So I will be speaking with Lindsay coming up on Friday afternoon. So be on the lookout for that. So uh, that's going to be coming your way uh, later on. And uh, I will be talking tomorrow with Survivor 42's uh, Chanel Howell. And uh, cool. looking forward to talking with Chanel, who is oh, cool. a big time ga- uh, gamer, a strategist. And so uh, looking forward to hearing what uh, she thinks about all things going on. And I will have Maggie Morgan on the Survivor Feedback Show this week. Make sure you subscribe to Rob as a podcast, Rob as a website.com slash subscribe uh, to make sure you never miss anything we're doing here on RHAP. Stephen, the question that I'm really sort of left with is, you know, there's really like two ways that two things that could have happened. One was the story as presented on the show of that it was going to be Geo and then Lindsay kind of out of nowhere becomes incredibly paranoid. And yeah. Lindsay's paranoia really forces James and specifically Carla to reassess the whole thing. And that it seems like from what was presented on the episode, Lindsay would have been fine, would have been safe. Her own paranoia ends up being the the cause of her own demise. She was hoisted by her own petard. Yeah. I do wonder. Hoist is the past participle of, of, of hoys. It's it's like a, it's like a very strange idiom. Hoisted is not is not. I'm sorry. I, I really debated internally whether I should say anything. I was like, I'm going to look. I'm glad you did. On the other I'm hand, like, did. am I just going to let this like out into the world as hoisted? No, hoist is the past participle. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. like, are we sure Stephen's the fun parent now? <laughs> Listen, grammar can be fun. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. That's what everybody says. Yeah. yeah. Um. I do wonder. Um. Was this sort of like, was it a 50-50 of Geo right. versus Lindsay? Uh, and then because of the discussions that were going on, that's what made Lindsay paranoid. And ultimately, like the 50-50 was decided and uh, Lindsay's paranoia was really kind of uh, pushed as the reason to 
go for Lindsay instead of Gio. But the story we were told was, and obviously, you know, you're only told a, a fraction of what happens, but was that Cassidy was the original boot right. that Gio and Ryan were planning on and that they sold James on. And that, and then, and then Gio became the boot target. We didn't see anything to suggest that Lindsay was a target for any reason other than the fact that she started to freak out. In fact, we we have confessionals from James basically saying that, mm-hmm. that she would have been safe yeah. if she hadn't decided that she was unsafe. And I do wonder, you know, we talk a lot about winning tribes and, and the dangers of being on a winning tribe. You know, certainly we talk about the winning tribes becoming fractious and having infighting. But I wonder if excessive paranoia could yeah. also be a symptom of winning too much because, you know, you come into Survivor, day three, you're in tribal council. You know, you're, you're, you kind of like get a handle on the crazy paranoia. You're like used to being paranoid almost. But for this group, they haven't had to worry at all. They've gotten complacent. They've never had to scramble. They've never had to think it's them. Suddenly, you know, day nine, which is, you know, a lot of days in New Survivor, um, Lindsay's got to go to tribal council. She feels this crazy paranoia and she thinks the paranoia is a sign of something. She thinks it's its own signal, right? Like, that's what she says. Like, why am I feeling so paranoid if I'm not in danger? She has a confessional that basically says that or, or something similar to it. Mm-hmm. So she's like, she thinks she uses her own paranoia basically to justify being paranoid. Um, and then it gets out of control. And I do wonder if like some of that is just from having been on this uh, uh, winning, winning group. Yeah. We know on Coco, all roads lead through Carla. Carla mm-hmm. has been the person that we have seen uh, you know, talking the most strategy. I, I feel like that there is like a alternative view of what we have seen. And let me let me just uh, float this past you where going back to some of the things we saw in the first episode, we know that Carla has a good relationship with Gio. Uh, right. They had personal conversations that seem to make us think that Carla and Gio have a relationship. Gio uh, looks like he is closer with Ryan. Uh, that Carla also had a relationship with the women where that she was working together, sort of talking about the women's alliance. And then also that it seemed like that there was some overlap with James of who is James's closest ally. We saw in the first episode, Lindsay and James became very close. And then also we saw that Carla seemed to have her own relationship with James in the first episode. Uh, Lindsay says to Carla, hey, if you see me talking to James, just so you know, like we're we're very close. I, I just wonder if Carla looked at, at at Lindsay as somebody who they were sort of like uh, like having similar allies where for Carla to maintain that sort of spot in the middle with uh, between James and and with having Cassidy over to the side, still be able to work with Gio and with Ryan that I, I just wonder if for uh, for Carla, if it really, uh, you know, behooved her the most to have Lindsay be the person to go. Of course, now James has nowhere else to go. No other close ally. She can sort of uh, dictate whatever happens next. And then Lindsay, uh, whether or not she's picking up on that um, is, you know, paranoid. And then Carla is really the one driving the bus. Uh, boy. Uh, Lindsay getting too paranoid. Uh, we can't work with this, James. Come on. Uh, let's, let's cut bait on Lindsay. I 100% agree with you. I think that's absolutely right. And I think it's a great point. I think that, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So first uh, for everything. Well, I mean, you know, the, I mean, the first, the, mm-hmm. like, I think that, you know, we saw, you know, even in this episode, we saw, you know, 
Lindsay's freaking out. So James says, okay, I'll go handle this. And then James goes and talks to Lindsay. And yes, to your point, like James and Lindsay seem to have a really close relationship. And Carla, you know, has this relationship with Gio, even if she's annoyed by him now and, and him acting bossy now, you know, she does have kind of this longstanding connection with him, longstanding nine days. Um, but, you know, so for her, obviously she had this, women in James Alliance, but to get rid of Lindsay, then yes, even like cements her position in the group, you know, it cements her uh, relationship with James, who now is basically repeating what you just said, who now has fewer places to go, um, keeps Gio around, uh, who's, you know, she, she's got a good relationship and, and, you know, who doesn't seem to be as, as connected with, with the others. Although Gio, I mean, whatever, it's a six person tribe. They, they're all friends, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we, we did see Gio go to James with his Cassidy plan. Yeah. Um, and, and for Lindsay also, you know, I, I think that part of it, uh, you know, also for whatever reason, uh, Gio and Ryan never, never talked to Lindsay. Um, and yeah. so like at what point, like where was somebody telling them like, Hey, it's going to be Lindsay tonight. And those guys, uh, just like did not even bother trying to talk to her. So there, there has to have been like, I, I, I'm really looking forward to talking to Lindsay because I feel like it was just really presented as like, oh, Lindsay just went off the deep end. Maybe she did. Um, but I just would like am trying to figure out if there's maybe some other reason that uh, she might have uh, been feeling uh, some type of way about being the the tar the target. Um, you know, what which came first, the chicken or the egg? Well, I would have been very nervous in that conversation with Ryan where, where like it was just the two of them on the beach and Lindsay kept on saying like, hey, maybe we should talk strategy. And he's like, yes, as soon as we're done with this meal, yes, like may, like later tonight, maybe tomorrow we'll talk. Let's, let's hold, hold that thought till tomorrow. We can pick it up uh, after tribal council. Let me finish um, eating my melon. Yeah, I mean, it was so strange. I love Ryan. I want, I want any, I was very worried tonight that they were setting up a Ryan boot early in the episode because mm -hmm. there was a few weird remarks. You know, we saw, oh, like, like remarks from some of the people about how, you know, Ryan was getting tired and Ryan was holding up the net and wasn't actually helping out. Mm -hmm. um, and I was, I was, oh no, not, not Ryan. Yes. So, so as long as it was not him, I was, or, or, uh, or Carla tonight, I was happy, but um, it was a very strange posture from him on the beach there. Yeah. Okay. Um, the votes came in tonight. Um, it was, uh, four votes for Lindsay, uh, yeah. one vote for Gio from Lindsay, uh, and then Gio voted for Cassidy. Uh, right. is this the old, Hey, what if she plays her shot in the dark? I think that has to be what it is. It's the, it's the shot. In the, and, and obviously it's going to not be great for the Gio Cassidy relationship, but obviously Gio feels that that's worth it. You know, shot in the dark or idle. Right. I mean. You know, Gio doesn't know for sure if, you know, whether there's an idol out there or who has it. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't think it's, you know, I, I yeah, he, and he knows he's getting a vote. He knows Lindsay's super paranoid. And if she, you know, if she does have an idol, maybe she'd play it. Mm -hmm. um, so if I were, I don't think that's a crazy move from Gio. I mean, yes, it creates yeah. some tension with Cassidy, but he, he feels he, he already has tension with Cassidy. What, what do you think, Rob? Um, yeah, I, I think it was more the shot in the dark. That's the other thing where, you know, the shot in the dark really does incentivize the players to really, you're crazy. You're, you're like, there's nothing to be paranoid about. Why are you being paranoid? Like, yeah. uh, to really drive it home where, you know, there was a point in Survivor history where it's like, yeah, all right, it's going to be you, uh, which doesn't make for, uh, exciting television, but I think also can sort of like muddy the waters in terms of like what we're seeing in terms of getting an understanding of what happened. So these are the kinds of things we're gonna have to wait for the exit interview to understand. Um, 
What was this the right call for uh, some of these key players? Uh, for Carla, I think we like this move. Uh, yes. For fishy for Carla, yeah. Let's get out of the way. Definitely, Great okay. Move for Carla, All right. yeah. What about for James? I, I mean, I think less so for James. I mean, I think part of the reason why is it's a, why it's a great move for Carla is that it's a less great move for James. Um, you know, I think that is, you know, pro probably the talking point around Lindsay is she's super paranoid and this is going to be a huge problem for us moving forward. If she freaks out after every vote, you know, or in front before every vote, it's going to create chaos. Like it's manageable now, but like, what about next time? What about at the merge? Is this going to happen all the time? It may not, you know, it may just be a one and done, you know, First tribal council, nobody wants to be the first one voted off their tribe. Maybe she'll you know, get used to it. So I think, you know, if I were James, this, you know, we, we know that they're very close allies. Um, we know it's a somewhat fractious tribe, right? We know there's some divisions here. Um, I think it was a mistake for, for James. I think it's a better move for Carl than for James. What do you think? Um, yeah, definitely a much better move for Carla. Uh, I, you know, I have to see what James says maybe to start off the next episode about why he thought it was Lindsay, whether he felt like that, you know, if it was about the paranoia, if it was somebody that, uh, he felt like that he just could not work with, then, um, I, do, do you think, is that a valid reason to get rid of somebody, somebody you, you have an ally and I would love to know from you if you ever experienced this. That that ally uh, is like just getting like very paranoid uh, where you weren't voting them out. They were not the target, but they've become very paranoid. And how do you work with that? Yeah, I mean, I have had the experience, you know, of having an uh, someone who could be an ally, a hypothetical ally, just be sort of like unmanageable in terms of like what they're telling other people, you know, the chaos they're coming. Mean, this would be like Sierra Reed who, who, um, at the merge and token chains, like she did give us, you know, she wanted to work with us, um, in my group and I ultimately made the call like, let's, you know, it's, it's too much chaos with, with, with her. Um, but that's not like a one-off, you know, and it seems like that's what was what I think about with this Lindsay move. And again, like so much, you know, we, we, we're seeing so little of this, but this paranoia seemed to come out of nowhere, right? Like from what we've seen of Lindsay, she's, she's pretty together. She's competent. Um, and, 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 you know, if she was erratic for the whole nine days and then she was super paranoid, maybe I can see more justification for saying, wow, like that was really, this has been a strain and now it's a worse strain. Like let's, we, we can't deal with this anymore. But the, at least from what we've seen, it looked more like this was a kind of intense emotional reaction, you know, in a day, in a couple hours of a day. And I, I don't know, I, I don't think I would, I think I would just try to like calm that person down. I mean, I, I think everybody, mm -hmm. almost every ally I've worked with had, had, you know, periods and certainly me, right? Like periods where like their paranoia would be off the, the charts and you'd have to like, no, no, like it's fine. We're fine. Like, you know, and then you give it up. But, um, you know, the, right. Like, I'm sure you, you dealt with that, right? Like just like part of the game of survivor is keeping your allies and yourself from, from losing their cool in a very, very stressful game. Another thing uh, worth noting, uh, this is the fourth woman in a row voted out to start off the season. Now, it was not even suggested in the episode, unless I missed it, that Lindsay, uh, part of the reason of getting rid of Lindsay was keep the tribe strong, of, right. uh, that they were going to, uh, they were looked at challenge strength, uh, which I think came up uh, with the first three women that were voted out of the game. Um, but, I mean... This is uh, not a great way to start off the season here where now there are only uh, five women left in the game. Yeah, yeah. So 
we'll see uh, that I, I, I in some quick uh, checking. Uh, so in Survivor Gabon and then in Survivor Exile Island, it looks like that also four women were voted out to start off the game. I do think that these ten, these things are certainly like it, it is not a great way to start out the game. And I think it's worth discussing um, whether or not, you, you know, we want to keep sticking with this three tribe format, because I think that does lead to people uh, voting women out of the tribe because it sort of uh, is easy to point to. OK, uh, there, you know, this woman is holding the tribe back, uh, which we've seen a couple of times this season. I do think a lot of times, though, it will straighten itself it, like uh, it course corrects. Uh, like when we get to the merge, I wouldn't be surprised if we see, you know, three, four guys who voted out in a row. Yeah, I think we can expect, you know, of the people we've seen who are clearly you know, in it for the long haul, I think, you know, someone like Ellie, Carla, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I've got a, I've got high hopes for the women of the season. I mean, there's just some incredible characters uh, and players. Yeah. I mean, fewer and fewer, but, but, you know, <laughs> there's like truly like, you know, I mean, the, the Carla's the Carla, you know, Carla and Jesse are like the best, you know, the, the, the two people of this season so far who just have this incredible incredible stories uh, mm-hmm. edits. Let's, let's call it. Um, so, but so uh, yeah, it's, it's, you know, Sure. Um, Steven, I agree. Yeah. Let's uh, talk about a couple of other interesting things uh, going on. I I guess let's start with the uh, the camp uh, steal, which then leads into the other thing that went on with the tribes colluding at the challenge. Um, So, yes. Before we talk about the the camp steal, um, can we talk about the. other part of that reward, which was apparently a menu of reward oh, options. Yeah. Where this, they- <laughs> this, this annoyed me. This annoyed me because, okay, it, it was all about like, oh, you'll win 10 fish, 10 large fish. Okay, yeah. great. And it's like, oh, how are we going to eat the fish? Uh, and then um, Noel says, uh, actually, can we trade uh, the fish for one of the rewards? And then, and Jeff responds, Yes, yes, absolutely. You can always trade what the reward you win for a previous reward that was won. Since right. when? I've never heard that rule before. As yeah. though that has always been the case on Survivor. Yeah, my nine-year-old knows. You know, it's like, come on in, guys. My, uh, yeah, not anymore. Uh, my son yeah. said, "Dad, they can trade for." I guess. Yeah. But, but Jeff said it like you can always trade your reward for like don't, like that's how you know that they just made it up because Jeff is saying that you oh yes yes this is always a rule you're always allowed you're Crazy. always allowed to trade what you want here for today for you know what yeah I mean it was it was uh, never heard of this before and I mean so like why why make the reward a reward that one tribe definitely could not eat like 10 fish. One tribe does well, not have Flint, no matter what. I, I think that when they're thinking all these things through, it's like, Oh yeah, great, great. We'll do this. We'll do this. And then I'll, we'll take their Flint. Oh, great. Then they can't make a fire. Okay. All right. Oh, they'll have a reward that they have to cook or they'll get sick. Oh, uh, yes, of course. Yes. You can trade for any reward you want. I don't think, I don't think you think it was like a part of the, 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 no! the, the thinking <laughs> behind it was, was like, Oh, wouldn't it be great drama if we no! gave them the, their fish and they could, no, no, no. no. They, yeah, I didn't they, think they didn't think it through. We're taking people's Flint. They can't make a fire and we're giving yeah. them fish. Yeah. 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 Um, 
the the uh, very crazy, very crazy, and and typically these things have been like negotiations, right? Like you know, Jeff loves that. Mm-hmm. Uh, his life is fine. Uh, yeah, you, you know. Instead, it was just like, oh yeah, yeah. Here, here's the menu. Here's yes. the menu of Survivor rewards that you can choose. What from. I will say is that in the past, they have had like, okay, and then uh, you you can pick from this reward or the reward from the last challenge that didn't get selected. Like you know, right. there there have been times where they've had like the, the you know you can pick this or that and then sometimes they'll, they'll like bring the thing forward okay this this didn't get selected the last one so it's available it's not like okay you know um like you win a feast and it's like actually jeff uh we don't want to go to applebee's uh could we could we get the cake that you had the other day <laughs> now i will say i mean typically the rewards get better that's not always the case like there have definitely been times when you i've won a reward that wasn't as good as a mm-hmm. previous reward is this only up good up to the merge? Like after the merge, can you go back and get any of the previous rewards that you want? I mean, again, mm-hmm. like it's definitely not sequential after. I mean, there's like a rough sense of escalation after the merge, but there's definitely you know some I, marquee rewards. I that would are, not you know, even mind about any of this if Jeff didn't say, "Yeah, oh yes, yes you I feel can the same always way. you can right. always do this." Yes, that that's, is that's the, where that I was is, going. Yeah, that, like that would be fine. Like that would be a cool thing for him to say. Like yes, go ahead. Like that's fine. Like and it adds a little bit of strategy to rewards, but like. This idea yeah. that it's always been a thing. Sure, just say, "Oh, this is one of the things in the new era that we're that we that we just that we just installed." Yeah, um, it's so funny. The um, it is a cool idea. I, there's pre-merge. You will very rarely want to go backwards. Sometimes, you know, if you don't have a tarp or you have a really yeah. crappy camp situation, you might want to get like a tarp and Tarp's some of like, the comfort items mm-hmm. um, rather than you know like sweets. You know, mm-hmm. if it's like a small reward, you know, you might want you might want some of those uh, camp supplies, but. Um, I mean, ultimately, I think it's, I think it's a good change. I think it could be good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, uh, they want, they got the fruit. Okay. Um, then, cause I was very, I was confused when she starts talking about the fruit. I'm like, oh wait, are they, are she, is she saying they're going to steal the fruit that they got from the last? No, they're getting a new, new fruit basket, uh, ready to go instead of the fish. Uh, then, okay. So they have to decide what are we going to do? Uh, yeah. And it seems like it's like, OK, what do they even have to steal? OK, so Baca has a fishing kit and but they said, no, we need to go steal Coco's machete. That'll that'll do them in because, the, you know, they've won. They have they've uh, clearly like they, they are indestructible because they that they the other tribe has, has lost one person. They have lost nobody. So obviously this tribe is you. They cannot be stopped. We need to go and take their machete. By the way, I tweeted this to Mike Bloom. Um, yes. If you, if there is a dominant tribe, you sort of want them to stay dominant. I mean, obviously you don't yes. want yourself to lose, but one of the big lessons of three tribe seasons is that you don't want, um, or the, the tribe that keeps winning for the most part uh, is is the one that ends up falling yeah. apart at the merge. And so this fixation that they have on you know, breaking down Coco and, and, you know, we can talk, we'll talk about this more with, you know, Noel's uh, and Vessi's try decision to help the Coco tribe during their challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, How they, they, they helped Baca. Sorry. I'm sorry. The Baca tribe. Yes. Yeah. Um, the idea it's fixation on, on uh, breaking down Coco is very quite like is, 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 is dumb. It's mm-hmm. not good. Not, not, not good. Yeah. But the idea of go to steal the, the machete, like if they went to Baca and they took the fishing kit, uh, you know, it's like they go there and it's like, eh, you know, you, you're the only people that had things like uh, Baca is like, they'd be stupid to not come and take our thing. Nobody's going to be mad. They take the fishing gear. 
Yeah, right. And and Baca like almost was expecting it. And mm-hmm. instead they decide to take Coco's worst fishing gear. Like they for themselves yes. are choosing between two sets of fishing gear. They're like, which will we rather have? The better fishing mm-hmm. gear that Co- that Abaca has or the worst fishing gear that Coco has with, with marginally hitting Coco. Yes. And they and, choose the worst fishing gear from Coco. Yeah, and some taro root. Um, now, did you get the sense that, okay, loose cannon Cody was going off and the Jesse and Dwight and Noel didn't know actually where he was going? What do you mean where? It's, they made it seem like, whoa, we don't know what, what like, they made it seem like that it was up in the air, the decision of what, what co- where Cody was actually going. Oh, on no, I thought they for sure decided on, um, on, I mean, obviously they couldn't reveal this to us, but on mm-hmm. the, uh, on the Cocoa tribe. But the question was, you know, maybe Cody was pushing harder to get the machete and they were all pushing mm-hmm. um, to, to get the, um, you know, just the fishing gear because yeah. they didn't want to like screw over Coco and, and like build up animosity. Okay. And that was the question of what will Cody do? The question I have though is, was Cody always going to backpedal? You know, like, because mm-hmm. Cody was the one who was saying, oh, we got to get their machete. We got to get their machete. We got to get their machete. Was he always kind of planning this like big sales scheme where he like comes in for the machete, but actually gets a bunch of other things? Um, yeah. I don't think that this was a master plan from Cody. Do you? I mean, he did a pretty good job. Yeah. It was a pretty fun scene. It was a fun scene. I mean, ultimately, I mean, Carla ends up uh, really seeming to dislike him. I think file that away for later on when we get to uh, further on in the game. I mean, I do think it is a thing for a person to sort of like uh, create uh, a chaotic situation and then also be the same person who is able to uh, extinguish that chaotic situation. I mean, that was the Tony, the Tony strategy yes. was. Uh, um, you know, always would, 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 you know, he basically didn't he like have a similar thing with like Jeremiah where he like just like went to their camp and just like totally threw it into disarray. I, I think that they he had to uh, I think he won uh, something where he was able to give a clue to a right. thing, but it was a clue that he already had. Uh, and so he gave them uh, like a clue to an idol uh, that had already been found or something like that, just to sort of like uh, unsettle, get everybody, right. <laughs> get everybody mad. Um, so that I, I thought this was, this was very fun. Uh, I, I like this for Cody. I thought it was a, it was a fun scene. Uh, ultimately, it's kind of probably not going to mean anything except for the fact that uh, let's just keep an eye on Carla and Cody later on in the season. But then we get to then later on in the episode at the immunity challenge where we see that the uh, the Vessi tribe has won the challenge where um, really, I guess NECA really was holding the back because this was a really great episode for, for the Vessi tribe. Um, and so now they they are the first team to complete their challenge. And now they are now helping out to try to uh, make sure that Baca ends up winning. We have not seen a lot of this in the history of the show, at least in terms of what has aired. The only time in my recollection that I have uh, ever recall anything like this. Do you, do you know where I'm going with this? No. Millennials versus Gen X. And it was uh, the vote where Figgy went home. And I think it was Michaela who was like uh, trying to instruct, uh, and, I, and I, I don't remember which team she was helping uh, to try to do the table maze. I think she might have been helping uh, Zeke and David Wright's uh, team. Uh, maybe the chat has it, uh, but uh, she was trying to shout out to try to help the other, one of the other teams win the table maze. 
Yeah. It might have actually and, been even though I, I remember that that she did not care for Figgy. Uh, it might have been uh, Figgy and Taylor because uh, that they had more uh, millennials on their tribe. Yeah, um, not a great strategy overall. I, I think it's it's not a great move. You know, regardless, I mean, it, regardless of the fact that I, you know you do sort of want to keep Coco strong because they are a six and they haven't had a chance to go to tribal council. Mm-hmm. The amount of, uh, you know, gratitude it buys you will not really affect the game at all. But yeah. the amount of animosity that it could buy you could really could mm-hmm. affect the game, right? Like, yeah. if you're the person who is yelling out answers to help the other tribe, you really could create a meaningful target on yourself yeah. come the merge. I think it was a really bad move from Noel. And then I think to a lesser extent, it looked like Dwight was helping out too there. Yeah. Right? Let me just, uh, before uh, we get a lot of tweets tomorrow, uh, Karim in the chat oh, says, Michaela was, was trying to help. It's, annoying. it's fine when you get one and then it's annoying like uh, when you get the same one a hundred times. Uh, Michaela was trying to help Zeke and Michelle said Figgy, Taylor, and Adam should figure it out. Okay. So... Um, that's the, that's the one time I can remember it happening, but you make such a good point about how, um, for the tribes that are like, like every season, uh, it works out where the tribe that has the most people, the other two tribes gang up on them. Yeah. You want that. I I mean, and I thought that's where that's, uh, you know, uh, where ultimately we, you know, are, are, are going with that. Um, you know, you sort of like would like that where, okay, Coco comes in with six and you have four and, and, and they have four going into the merge. Yeah. I mean, it was less the case with, um, that's probably too many people for the merge. Yeah. Season 41, right. Where, uh, um, blue did stay. They were, they were the strong tribe pre-merge. I don't think they lost anybody. Yeah. And And so I don't think that there was any sort of issue where, uh, you know, uh, Uwa and Yasa were like colluding together, but they planned to like that. I mean, that was the plan where, um, you know, uh, where Evie and Tiffany and Liana were thinking like, okay, well, we're going to team up with Shannon and Ricard and then we're going to go into the merge and they're going to work with us. Right. Right. Um, I mean, I, th- there's recent precedent, I guess, to n- not necessarily think that's a slam dunk, but you know, basically until 41, I mean, with three tribe seasons where there was one dominant tribe, that tribe always fell apart. Right. I mean, am I, I mean, there, I mean, maybe there's other examples where that wasn't the case, but that was the over, you know, that was almost always the case. I would think you would want that to happen. I mean, I think this is a big mistake um, for a couple of reasons, you know, mm-hmm. from, from just like, again, like keep Coco strong, you know, like, yes, like you're saying, let, let Baca lose, let Baca lose somebody else. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then, and then, uh, you know, don't be the person shouting out, like, don't be, don't draw attention to yourself as that person. It's not going to win you that many friends and it could win some serious enemies. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because you know what uh, could happen is like uh, you have like this great plan of, okay, I'm going to go in and, and be your best case scenario. Okay. They get Baca get ends up get, getting down to two. They lose three in a row uh, and you have your four. And then uh, now you go into the merge and, uh, you know, uh, or, or however it is uh, they, they have, uh, I guess they, they merge, they merge at 12. So maybe, is there anything to that where that, it, that, that Coco has to lose one for you to have a numerical advantage if they merge at 12. Otherwise you go into six and six and it's going to be a stalemate. Well, I mean, that's assuming it's a six, three, three, you know, break or six, four, two, you know, we, you, um, you know, I think what you're hoping for with that kind of, you know, is that they're not going to stay Coco strong, right? Like, I think mm-hmm. what you're looking for, uh, with you're, you're going to pick somebody off. 
Right. Or that they are going to be so mad Got at each it. other. And that's typically been the case, right? Is that, I mean, again, like maybe it's different now that it's a shorter game. Um, you know, that was certainly the case when the Mer, you know, when, when, you know, back in the, the old days uh, when you yeah. had to make it, you know, 18, 19, <laughs> 19 days together, you know, and, and then you come in, came into the merge loathing each yeah. other. Now they have to only have to make it like, you know, a week and a half. Maybe it's different. Okay. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Horton's new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Let's uh, start to get into some questions from our listeners. I want to remind everybody about all of the fine Survivor content that we have uh, coming your way. I told you about the exit interview and, of course, uh, Chanel on the recap and Maggie Morgan on the feedback show. But be sure to catch this weekend the B&B where Mike and Liana are playing games. Shannon Gus is going to be uh, breaking this all down on Survivor Global. Find out why... Lindsay lost uh, with Dave and Jessica. Taryn will have the stock watch. And of course, Bryce and Wendell will bring you the uh, Survivor News Edition of the Purple Pants podcast. Uh, Stephen, let's take some questions from our listeners. Oh, I lost Stephen. Hold on. Let me, let me fix this. Uh, I know you're still here, but uh, I put I, we couldn't see your beautiful face. Okay. Oh. All right. Um, let's go ahead and, um, oh, wait, we didn't, we didn't, okay. Maybe we can talk about this in the Q and a, we didn't talk about Gabler, Gabler, yeah. Gabler putting a palm frond on, um, on them in the middle of the night. That yeah. was an insane moment. I, I, it's like truly, I don't even feel like the show emphasized how like truly insane that was. You know, he didn't get the music he deserved for that. That mm -hmm. was so crazy. Yeah. It wasn't even raining. No, it wasn't raining. <laughs> and I, I, I tried this, but like palm fronds, they're not soft. It's not like he put like a, a giant palm leaf over them. You know, yeah, it's like, it wasn't like he weaved a, a blanket. Spine. Yeah. You know, this palm frond is a tough spine. It's like decently heavy. It's very awkward. The leaves themselves are kind of like ridgy. They're, they're like sort of like they're uncomfortable. And it was the middle of the night. Like they were asleep. If you wanted to give them a palm frond, you know, cocoon, maybe ask mm -hmm. before they're, I mean, Truly, it was like one of the craziest things I think I've ever seen on Survivor. He and like, said I feel like he checked it, got, it for ants. Yeah, I, I, I feel like you would have to be having a psychotic break to do something like this. Like in the middle, like sleep is so important. Like everyone talks about how tired they are, all they want to do is sleep. How restless you are in the shelter to like put like it's it's crazy. Unless it's like some kind of like psychological torture, I cannot understand it. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay, maybe that might have been what he was going for. Is that what you you don't seem as outraged by this as I was? I mean, it's it was ridiculous. Uh, I would not. There would be no circumstance ever I, that I could ever imagine when I would want a palm frond on top of me. There's yeah. no circumstance. No. It's so uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, maybe like if the sun was beating down on me, maybe it'd be shade, but not for not for because I'm cold. Yeah, very, very weird. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Connie wants to know, has Gabler's palm frond put him higher in the boot order than Ellie? I mean, I would not want to live with the person who was doing that in the middle of the night. Like, yeah. you know, you, you could vote someone out because they were snoring loud at night, you know, because like sleep is so important. It's so hard to sleep. You're cold. You know, the, the shelter's uncomfortable. Um, 
when he was talking. There was a whole segment with like Rupert chopping in the night. Remember that? Yeah. Like, that is less annoying than what what Gabler did. Like, I mean, at least I don't know from my perspective. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, yeah. So that he still has his idol. So yeah. do you think that the tribe dynamics uh, has shifted? I mean, last week we really got the story about how, okay, Gabler is hot. Uh, he's upset with uh, Ellie. And, and maybe that's why he was messing with people because he was mad about that still. Um, but it seemed like that Sammy seemed to be like, okay, Gabler is getting on my nerves. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't think there's, there's I definitely think this, but he's I mean, like you said, there's idol. nothing he can do. Yeah. Nothing they can do about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, will that, idol be good to the merge. Will that be like, does it expire before the Next merge? Tribal or, council. Yeah. So he so. could be emerge at the, at the um, emerge immune at the merge boot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Steven, I know this was a big question that people had uh, heading into this episode. What does Florida Lee have to say? Hmm. Lee wants to know hypothetical situation. If it was allowed, do you think Cody could have gotten away with stealing the special beads from the Baca tribe? Two idols for the price of one. Could they give him the beads? I don't think so. I think he needs the note, you know, like basically like the note is the instruction to make the, I don't yeah. know. So, uh, first thing is I, I do he not know think beads. he would not have two idols uh, if yeah. he got all of the tribe beads because you need it was the necklace with the beads. Uh, so, I mean, hypothetically, if he found the beware advantage on the Baca tribe and then got them all to give the beads. Yes, I, I think that he would be able to do that, but he was not there for that amount of time. Um, it was almost like they told him specifically what things he was allowed to steal uh, when he was there. But uh, ultimately, they would, I, seemed to let him play jazz and ultimately take different stuff when he got there. What was interesting to me, though, about it is you have Cody, who had the beware advantage, had the presence of mind to know, OK, let me look at the backpacks here. Uh, let me let me see if anybody has the if people if the beads on the backpacks are still intact. Um, and I don't know if he even thought to do this, but I think he would have been able to tell that somebody on this tribe does have the beware advantage uh, if they did not have those uh, very specific large beats. Yeah, that would have been a tough one, though. Like, you know, he's there to steal their fishing supplies. By the way, do you mind if I inspect your backpacks a little bit? I like, think that, that would he could have like, you know, yeah. oh, let me see what else you have around here. And like, I'm, yeah. I'm not even saying take it. I'm just saying just yeah, like, oh, maybe I'll take these beads. Get, well, wouldn't, wouldn't that be dangerous? I, know, I don't think yeah. he's, he's going to he's walking away with anybody's beads. But I'm just saying just see if he can like uh, get a look at the beads and see if they've activated their idol. Yeah. OK. All right. Um, going back to Gabler. Docs wants to know, can Sammy convince Gabler not to play his idol? I don't think so. I mean, that idol is only good for one tribal council. I, I, I mean, honestly, even trying would offend him, right? I think you've got to, you know, that was, that's where, where Gabler got upset at Ellie, right? Is that um, she was trying to fox him. And I think like trying would offend him. I mm-hmm. think you can't, that would be a mistake. He got I don't very think it's possible. He was very offended um, about it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, to the point where he's, you know, psychologically torturing them in the night. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, Steven, what about this question from Sloan? All right. Sloan asks, would you rather, would you, have rather someone, would you rather have someone lay a bomb frond over you while sleeping or lay your wet clothes out <laughs> on the beach to try? Okay. So this is like, um, I think we're taking two things here. Like Reem laid uh, people's uh, wet clothes on the beach to dry. 
I don't think that that was actually that bad of a thing, but people got annoyed uh, that she did it. Um, this is the palm frond is actually a super uh, <laughs> terrible thing to do to somebody. Yeah, the the, the wet clothes thing has to just be oh we're sort of annoyed at Reem already. You know this whatever she does we're going to find it annoying. Um, yeah, the, the the weird like waking someone up by like smothering them you know with mm-hmm. a with a, a tree. That's that's not nice. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Um, how about uh, this is a question from uh, Rhythm Badge. Should there be a rule change following this immunity challenge that no tribes can help the other during the challenge? Steven, we both agreed that we thought it was not a good idea for Noel to be helping out the Baca tribe, but you don't think they should change the rules, right? No, no. I mean, I do like the rule where you can't physically help someone, right? Like Albert was not allowed to help Sophie. Um, during South Pacific, um, you know, I, I, but I think like shouting stuff, like you wouldn't want to prevent that. That creates drama. It creates yeah. intrigue. This was fine. I, I mean, yeah. I think it was a, uh, a poor decision for them to do, uh, to send Coco to the tribal council and sort of put their thumb on the scale. Um, that being said, um, no, I think it goes back to like what you were saying about how, uh, you shouldn't people say you shouldn't be allowed to go through people's bags. Like, like, no, um, this is supposedly a show where people are making up their own society. Yeah. Okay. All right. Steven, uh, how about uh, this question? Uh, English 8 Muffin uh, has a question. All right. English 8 Muffin wants to know, if Baca doesn't go back to tribal, does Gabler's idol last through the merge? Well, we were just talking about that English 8 Muffin. Yes. Okay. Uh, and we are both under the same agreement that, yes, uh, it'll go through um, the next time he goes to tribal council. Yeah. Okay. We could include the merge. All right. Um, Steven, did you see this? Caleb wants to know, uh, hey, Robin Fishback, did you catch Jeff's short video uh, during the ad break where he said that tonight's tribal was exciting and then promoted the love boat? <laughs> Seemed like a pretty straightforward tribal to me. Well, they're all exciting, Caleb. Yeah, exciting yeah. and new. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, that was, I, I didn't catch that, but I heard, I, I saw it on uh, on Twitter. I don't know. They have Jeff like in some sort of like a weird set uh, that that Jeff is able to record promos uh, and talk about things like the love boat. And uh, there was one last week on Instagram that was like, Jeff was like, you and we got to stay tuned for CBS reality. Was it you're going to be glued to the TV? So I don't know. Jeff is cutting promos uh, in some sort of like a survivor back lot. Probably in his house, right? He probably has like a studio. I mean, like, you know, if I'm Jeff, I'm not leaving my home to record mm-hmm. some dumb promo. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I, um, we didn't talk about how, you know, Jeff did the roll call at the start of the uh, challenge. Yeah, he took attendance. Uh, that yeah. was interesting. <laughs> it was very strange. Mm-hmm. Saucy, saucy Jeff. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. having said, some fun with it. Yeah. He's got to. All right. Carla is getting the fishy. Uh, yeah. so that uh, answers that question. And then, uh, I guess one last question, Stephen. Karen wants to know, do you think that there will be a double boot pre-merge? There wasn't one in the premiere, and I assume we need at least two in this uh, season of the episode count. I think there will be. I might get, I mean, certainly a double boot. I mean, pre-merge, maybe. Um, so, maybe. okay, hear maybe me out. Not. I don't think that they have to do it because right. if you remember that the last two seasons, they did a two-hour merge episode. So right. 
they kicked two people off in the premiere, but then they had in season 41, basically a a, a non-elimination week to be continued. So they had an hour of the show where nobody got voted out. And then it was all in one night, but they did that again in season 42. So so you think two people go home? I don't even think two people need to go home at like, again, I think it's like, uh, weeks of episodes so maybe we maybe we get a two-hour episode along the way with two boots but i don't think we necessarily need um a double uh, a double boot pre-merge yeah okay okay so we'll okay, see there you go. keep an eye That's on that good. i think we'll have a one-hour merge episode and somebody gets voted out at the at the merge and we don't spend two hours on that okay, okay. i like it yeah. all right steven uh anything else about Episode four. We're, we're I think we basically uh, we got we got most of the most of the things. I mean, there was the uh, Gabler Ellie fire making tension. Mm-hmm. That was one thing we didn't talk about. Sure. You know, sort of captured the Gabler Ellie mm-hmm. tension that seems to be happening. Uh, that's that's basically it. I mean, what do you think, Geo? Is he playing too hard, Rob? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, Wait, do you think Geo is playing too hard? Um. Not really. I mean, I think he's like, he's like saying a lot of Sandra things of, uh, you know, I'm fine. Anybody but me. Uh, it doesn't seem like he's got that much going on. But he, I mean, he was saying, he was saying, uh, you know, he, he really was targeting Cassidy. Like he came out of the gate mm-hmm. with Cassidy and like did the whole, you know, yeah. I'm running things. You know, I, even a survivor eminence like David Bloomberg was so sure. Oh my gosh. Gio's saying he's running things. He's going home. I did write in my notes when that happened, like, this is bad. Uh, and then also that Gio said, oh, I'm, I'm excited to go to tribal council. So I think he got two things in a row right. that were very bad. Uh, but then we just went all in on Lindsay then to yeah. the point where I said, OK, this has to be a decoy. Does this fracture Carlo's relationship with Gio? You know, because I mean, Carlo was the one who was like, you know, I don't I don't she doesn't want she didn't like that. I, I don't think that it will in any way. I think that um, if anything, that d- does it fracture Gio's relationship with Cassidy. Uh, but I have a feeling that he was the shot in the dark guy. Yeah. I think that I mean, really- we had a few, we had some confessionals from Carla, like not liking Gio's bossiness. Yeah, because um, it was going to be like, hey, G- uh, Gio, Lindsay's writing your name down tonight. So you better you better put a vote on somebody else, because yeah. what if she does the shot in the dark or, or, or what if she has an idol? Yeah. I mean, ultimately, the whole tribe was clearly on the same page. I mean, that was the thing. Like, it was not a split. It looked like there was one faction was going to go one way. The other faction was going to go the other way. You know, Ryan Mm -hmm. ended up voting uh, for Lindsay. Everyone was on the same page. Yeah. Okay. And we'll talk about it more uh, with Lindsay coming up on Friday. Let's talk about what else is coming up here on Rob as a podcast. The Amazing Race 34 is going to be back. Episode four of uh, The Amazing Race 34. It's going to be the back, the business end of a mega leg. Uh, Mike Bloom, Jessica Lisa, and I will break it all down coming up tomorrow on Rob has a podcast. Be on the lookout for that. I will also have an exit interview. Uh, with uh, whatever team gets eliminated from the amazing race on Thursday. Then, mm. Stephen, it's mm. CBS Reality Wednesday. Jeff is telling you, get hyped. It's Survivor. Mm. It's an amazing race. And it's the real love boat. And so later on tonight, I'm going to get together with Jenny Autumn, Kirsten mm. McKinnis, and we're going to talk about episode two of The Real Love Boat. What would it wow, take? Wow, that's late. How late do you stay up? Oh, oh, sorry, go, look, go. Look, you got Stephen, that's it's my calling. Uh, what would it take to get you to watch an episode of the real love boat? Like a single episode? Yeah. I mean, I can send you my hourly rates for like work. You yeah. Know? So like, you would, would do like an hour of work. It wouldn't yeah. be like extra like uh, pain and suffering to watch the real love boat. 
But wouldn't I mean to, to, to like would this be hypothetically to talk about it? Because then wouldn't I have to like watch all of the episodes to know what was happening? I mean, I think you could jump in at any point. <laughs> I mean, I mean, now the how will I know what the relationships are? I mean, mm-hmm. real love is a serious thing. That's true. It is. It is the real love boat. Uh, I don't think it's necessarily like the emphasis is on real love. Oh, it's not uh, the real love boat. It's yeah, the real it, love it's, boat. It's not a boat oh, where you what? find real love. Oh. It's it's the like uh, the real life version of the the love boat. I see. Well, that's disappointing. I know, that's interesting. I, they, like, they, I think they would like underline the words real love if it was the <laughs> no, real love was, boat. I would assume it was the real love boat. I was just, uh, I was just joshing. More grammar. I told you grammar was fun. All right, check out our recap of episode number two of uh, the number one real love boat recap uh, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts uh, with myself and Kirsten McInnes and Jenny Up. See, how about the mole? Did you were you ever watching the mole way back I when? I see. Okay. What you mean? No, I see a lot of people. You would that. enjoy this, okay? Yeah. Uh, go check out. It's on Netflix. Five episodes have dropped uh, in week one of the mole. Uh, it's back. Uh, I, I really think that you would enjoy it. It was very fun. A uh, really good cast. And so people have, uh, if you've checked it out, j- uh, check out our recap. Uh, I've got to join the Mole Patrol. Josh, Jessica Lee, and Brooklyn Zed. They went mm. back and they, during during quarantine, during COVID, they covered season one and season two of the original Mole. Had wow. no idea that the Mole would ever come back. Wow. Do you think it came back because they saw all this internet interest? That's what people are saying. And wow. so I got to join them. And on Monday night, we recapped all of week number one. This Monday night, we'll be back for another Mole Monday uh, at 9.30 p.m. Eastern time. So check out week one and join us then again for week number two of The Mole. You, you really would like it. That's my, for you could skip the love boat. Uh, check out The Mole. And of course, congratulations to our great friend, the baby boy, Bryce Isaiah, hit a milestone this wow. week, Stephen. Two hundred podcasts oh my gosh that's crazy good congratulations it's Bryce. a lot of podcasts it's a lot yes and uh, of course uh everybody uh you know realizes uh what a great talent bryce is all the uh amazing topics that he covers in the purple pants podcast uh check out episode number 200 uh with special guests uh dr jatia hart uh also brooke Camhai from the amazing race and much more uh, as Bryce celebrates episode number 200 of the Purple Pants podcast, you can subscribe at robinswebsitecom slash PPP. They got to bring Bryce. I mean, Bryce is, they got to bring, that would be such a fun. What are we even doing if they don't bring him back? For like an all soft sheet. Just like. The you know, challenge. For, what, what are any of these shows doing? Real yeah, love boat? It's crazy. It's, <laughs> I mean. But how great would it be for a Survivor season? You know, you don't have to sell it. You know, the the the, the true fans will would love it. Mm-hmm. You know, he would obviously be a great character. Sure, he's in super good shape. Bryce and, and Wendell um, for the Amazing Race. Even the people who don't really remember, you know, who like are the casuals, they'd be like, okay, like they brought back some, you know, like the third boot from Survivor mm-hmm. 28. Like, oh, like, I get why they brought this guy back. Yeah. yeah. Like he was a big, even back then he was like, well, this guy was going way too soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and uh, I, you know, I remember saying that. Yeah. I said that too. Yeah. Maybe to each other. Okay. I'll have to go yeah. back and watch the, watch the footage. Okay. Yeah. All right. There you go. Uh, Purple Pants podcast. And then uh, Tyron Armstrong got to talk with uh, Joseph. He's 25. He's a Mm. lawyer. Uh, And Tyron got to talk to him about his uh, Big Brother game. Check that out on robhasawebsite.com. Yeah, you, know, you rarely give the occupations of the guests. You never say like, uh, you know, you you never tell me the guest occupations. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, He told people he was a personal trainer. He's in incredible shape. 
Yeah, he looks, he looked, I mean, even from that still photo, I could mm-hmm. see that he was, you know, I, I couldn't tell his sharp legal mind, but I could certainly see he was fit. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, of course, uh, it is a great time to become a patron of Rob as a podcast because you get access to our patron podcast feed. Uh, of course, uh, you get to join us live. Uh, I, I am uh, giving out the link for the patrons to join us live when I talk to the survivors on Thursday. We take your questions live and access to our Rob as a podcast patron community on Facebook and on Discord. So uh, go ahead and jump in if you want to be part of the greatest reality TV community of fans on the internet. Okay, Uh, I'll be talking with Chanel 8 p.m. Eastern if you want to join us for that conversation live and it'll be up for everybody else later on Thursday night. Make sure you subscribe to Rob's podcast, robhiswebsite.com slash subscribe. All right, Stephen, anything else fun coming up for you? I can tell you something not fun that's happening. Oh, to me. No. I'm watching the finale of the challenge CBS. It's terrible. All those things people said about it are terrible. <laughs> yes. What, what prompted you to watch it today? I just hadn't watched it yet. Yes. Uh, you know, and it was time. I mean, I've been like, you know, holding it off because I'd wow. seen all the terrible. I mean, I just had really hadn't had time to watch it. it, it there was no psychodrama around okay. it, but it's terrible. So upsetting. I mean, you know, they let one player time out of a leg and they didn't let another player time out of a different leg and they, they, they eliminated her. Yeah. And what was so upsetting this about a, this, this is a great take. You're assuming you're being sarcastic. <laughs> yeah, I saw it all the time. Okay. But here, let me re- recap what people were saying, which I, I now understand. Mm-hmm. Now I can say it from the fullness yeah. of knowledge. Yes. Um, the producers were all there. Any one of the producers could have told her, like, hey, you're gonna get you're gonna get uh, eliminated if if you don't if you don't finish. Um and yeah, you know, nobody it, told it, her that the Angela thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I haven't even gotten, I just got to the Sudoku part. So I mean, wait, like, you know, wait until, wait until next week. <laughs> wait, till, wait till you get to the end, Stephen. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's, I, I'm that, dreading that's it. like not even in the top 10 things of the outrageous. And the Enzo, I mean, my God, quitting during the swim, like, well, oh, uh, that yeah. was, that was terrible. But, but you could have eaten an onion though. You would have had no problem with that. Onion, my God, I love onions. I love raw mm-hmm. onion. Yeah. 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 Do you, what about you? No, I, I mean, I, I think I would have done. Tyson said that you could just basically throw up as much as you want. Yeah. So. You know, that's just they, nice. tell, they can't tell like how much you've like swallowed, right? You could like, you know, yeah, chew a lot. He said, he said a lot of people were doing that. Like, uh, like, ah, oh, like take a bite. Oh, I'm throwing up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. No one's checking your, your vomit. Maybe they should. Nobody's checking the vomit ever. Yeah. Okay. See, that's the difference between the challenge and survivor and survivor. They would check your vomit. Mm-hmm. They would, you know, they would really, they got a lawyer on hand to check, to go through the vomit. Is it Joseph? <laughs> <laughs> he does right. it. He's like, flexing while he does it. He's so strong. <laughs> All right, we got to wrap this up now. (laughs) All right, thank you so much for joining us, everybody. Take care, have a good one. Bye. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. 
private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu.